Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right here, right now. Third place for Penrite Racing for the very first time, Anton Di Pasquale. With Taylor Bend in South Australia, 12 months on at this beautiful new circuit. Great job, Anton Di Pasquale, to come home in third position for Penrite Racing. Beautiful drive this afternoon. Night racing for the first time here at Sydney Motorsport Park since 2018. Congratulations, Anton, on your first podium finish in season 2020. He just seems to be eating up podiums at the moment, and he scored Erebus's first podium for the well, for the year, and for the first time ever at SMP. So please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Anton Di Pasquale. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Welcome. Is this welcome home to you? I know you've got a farm down in Melbourne, but you spend an inordinate amount of time up here at Queensland and at Norwell. So is it is it welcome home for you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty, I'm pretty happy. This time of year, Melbourne's probably one of the last places you want to be. It's pretty cold, not too much going on. So I usually venture up Gold Coast way anyway. So uh, I'm pretty happy to be here, spend a lot of time at Norwell and stuff. So that's all the stuff I'll be doing anyway. So it's all good. Mate, uh, plenty of room out there, isn't there? Like it's uh, obviously a, uh, a place that Paul Morris has uh, done a lot of racing from. It's, it's a business that he's built up as well. So... It's, it's quite big there. Like People don't realise when they go there just how much uh, facility there is there with regard to you know, workshop space and driver training facilities and all sorts of you know, racer industries, which is a, a shop to buy all your race gear. So it's actually a pretty, pretty big, uh, I guess, um, area for, for you guys to be able to house yourself in for God knows how long. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, until you, you go there and sort of do the tour, you don't really know what sort of extent it is. Obviously... They have a potential race team. They've got the training facility and there's a shop. They've got all sort of the stuff you need. Sort of one of the only facilities like it that we have. So uh, for us to go there is pretty cool. Um, we've got everything we need to get the cars ready for Darwin. And then as well as that, um, we also have a facility to use the racetrack, have a bit of fun with uh, all the crew and stuff like that, keep everyone motivated moving forward. Mate, speaking of fun, let's talk 2020 because I look at the numbers here uh, qualifying's been not too bad, but the finishing positions this year have been pretty average apart from the truck assist Sydney Motorsport Park. You got a P3 in, in what was it, race one? I race think. One, race one under nine. But, you know, P14, P24 in Adelaide, P8 at, at uh, the first SMP plus a 12 and a P7. Has it been a frustrating start to the year? Forget the COVID thing, just on track. Has it been a difficult start to the year for you? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, Adelaide for us was pretty bad. Um, we had some sort of dramas sort of through the whole weekend. Um, I was missing a bit of my normal crew due to get some family reasons. And so it all sort of jumbled around. So we're sort of just trying to get through that 
and then obviously Dave took me out and kind of <laughs> made the weekend a little bit worse for us. Um, but then we went to Grand Prix and we sort of had everything sorted and we're actually pretty fast car and sort of looking forward to that weekend and then that didn't happen so we didn't eventuate that and then obviously S&P for, uh, for Erebus and Pema Racing is not really where we like to go so to go there twice in a row is not ideal but on the flip side of that we're going to Darwin two times in a row which is where we do love to go so it all sort of reverses itself around and uh, hopefully the, um, the next two rounds for us uh, are good ones and we can bank a lot of points. Uh, mate, how do you, I mean, you know, I've been there before. You, you'll be there many more times in your career. How do you fix those bogey tracks? I mean, it's a big thing, and we always talk to people about their bogey tracks. You know, uh, you know, Formula One driver Shane Van Gisbergen, and I've, I've spoke to who I know quite well. He one of his bogey tracks was Phillip Island for many, many years. Um, you are going back to SMP again at the end of the year under light. So. You know, it, it could be quite important for you guys if you do have a strong run through the middle um, to, to be, you know, right up the front and sharp there at the end of the year. So um, how, do you, how do you overcome that, that bogey feel? Uh, yeah, 100%. It's uh, working pretty hard. Um, once we sort of knew we were going back to S&P, we weren't happy with where we were from that first round there. So we, well, we rolled out with like a, compa- a car that was really not comparable to what we had two weeks before. And then, um, again, my, like, my car was quite good. Um, we, we went all right on that Saturday night. Um, we sort of had the same sort of pace as Scott and Lee in that race. Um, just missed a bit in the pit stop. And then Sunday, we didn't have any tyres left and all the stuff. So then we changed the car completely again, trying to learn a bit more. So we're, uh, we think we've sort of found something more, but we still still need to try things. So um, that, that cars generally don't, some reason we haven't been that good there so as me and dave and engineering crew um we've got to work quite hard to understand why and i think with the way we did it we kind of have a little bit more of a direction so i think by the time we go the next time we, we should be right and what do you think of that that whole tire a policy of supercars where there were the softs and the hards over the weekend and there's been a lot of debate in the wash-up of the round that some of the drivers didn't really like it i think your boss actually came out and said it's manufactured racing yeah. we don't want to see it anymore we just want to go back to flat out do you hold that same opinion as a driver someone behind the wheel um it's 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 difficult i think um i haven't watched too much of the coverage back but on the coverage there was a lot of passing stuff like that even when I ran two sets of hards in one race, I passed like nine cars or something. So there's, there is definitely the most amount of passing I've done in supercars in these last two rounds. Um, probably combined, I've done it all in two rounds. So <laughs> on that aspect, the entertainment must be better. Um, but the only thing that sort of disappointed me was it sort of probably, I think, took a little bit of shine off qualifying and actual car speed um, because at some point you weren't going to qualify well during the weekend and mm. you know, some people in the shootout going on hard and recycling tyres and then, you know, all that stuff. I think, you know, for qualifying, no matter what, it should be just fastest guy wins. And then the racing, I think having limited tyres and different strategies and all that stuff's really cool. Um, but I think ultimately still we want to see who's the fastest guy. And then obviously we see that most of the weekend, but at some point you've got to be sacrificed. So yeah. I think if everyone's qualifying on even and then through the race field doing different things, that's pretty cool. Anton, we obviously two weekends in a row or two races in a row. Um, you the, with the tie rule, obviously. You know, there's sort of there's three races, pit stop in every race. Yeah, explain, so explain the tie rule so, just in case people yeah. aren't entirely sure. So effectively, there's three races, um, and if you break that down with pit stops, there's six six races if you want to call it that, right? So there's the 
first half of the first <laughs> race, then you pit stop, then et cetera, et cetera, after that. So you need really six sets of tyres to be able to start the race on a fresh, you know, unused set from qualifying, pit, put another new set on, and et cetera, et cetera. There's obviously only five sets that they're allocated. So at some point, like Anton said, there's going to be a a, a point where, you, where like you're recycling yeah. tyres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the difference between the first and second round was the second round, the first round was full soft tyre. Yeah. And then the second round was, was it two sets of softs and three sets of hards? So yeah. uh, you had to then manage. And the, and the speed difference between an Anton can... Um, hopefully back me up here, <laughs> the speed difference between the softs yeah. and the hards is quite a lot, but then the softs uh, eventually, oh, sorry, two sets of hards, they, they, they drop away a little bit too. So uh, probably two questions there, Anton. One is what did you prefer? Did you prefer the one race meeting with a limited tyre set but all the same compound or did you like the second round where you had limited tyres and dual compound? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not really pushed either way which one was better um i think like i said we probably just lacked one set of softs for the the uh the re- most recent round which then that would have made you have three sets three qualifiers and you're still limited on tires because at some point you have to run hard you can still run the double softs and all that sort of stuff so it just sort of then makes it a bit easier with qualifying because you saw you know say like for shane example he went like p2 in one session then almost last in the next session yeah, in changing in the car having five yeah. minutes apart yeah so it's just just limiting that and then the shootout you know some guys had new tires um for you know they obviously deserve it because they ran the hards early and some people like us we end up shooting the gun a bit early and going the softs a bit early then we have to run tires that already done three four laps in the shootout and stuff like that so um i'm not sure how they i think scott mentioned whoever's in the shootout should get like another set just for that, which is, I think would have made sense. But then it, it, it all sort of has pros and cons because the way they did it, it made the racing really interesting and you know people come from the back and people moving backwards from the front. So it, it works both ways. I think it's just, um, it's obviously what in the day we want what the fans want. Um, they're the ones that support the race and stuff. And as drivers, we're just going to drive as fast as we can all the time, try and pass. Yeah. Them. So it's, uh, keeping them happy and all the sponsors and everything happy. It's all happy days. I reckon the first round as a spectator was better or, or SMP1 was better than SMP2. We still saw cracking racing in SMP1, but in SMP2 with that tyre rule, Anton, as a fan, it was hard to work out who was what, what was genuine pace, what was this, yeah. what was that. I I think, and I'm, I, I don't know if it all uh, equate as well to other circuits, but I like the six essential races, as you said, Stevie J, with the five sets of tyres. And yes, you're going to sacrifice something, but mm. but at least there's not that disparity in pace. And I thought that, I actually thought that detracted from the weekend. It was, you know, it was meant to be hyped up back at SMP night race. I would have loved to have seen the same tyre rule as SMP1. Well, well, if you look at, and, and I agree, I think SMP1 was much better racing than yep. SMP2. Mainly because you look at the race that you, Anton, and, and Lee and Scotty had at the front of the night race. Yeah. It was a cracking race. You know, you were all on the same tyre. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas 
And and if you are on a tire set later in the weekend, that's the same compound as everybody else. But you've you know yours have done half a race more than the others. You can actually still fight. You can still fight with the others, even though they're faster. But when you're on a set of hards that are average, yeah. and then someone's coming through on a set of reasonable softs, it doesn't matter yeah, no, where you put your car, yeah. unless you T-bone the bloke, um, he's just going to drive around your outside, inside, over the top of you, whatever. You, you've got no no chance to fight. So, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, you, yeah. If, you would have found if, that, Anton. If you got the, like, through the weekend. Yeah, if you're driving around and you see a guy with that yellow light on, I'm not I'm not even trying to keep him behind because right. it's two seconds up quicker than me. It's you know you only just costing your own race. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So and that's when you're not running, racing. That's not racing. No, as, not, as your boss really. said, as Barry said, it's manufactured. It's yes, we saw. Jack LeBrock up the front. We saw a, a bit of a weird podium on Sunday, but and that's great for those guys. That was a real confidence boost for those guys. But as a fan, and they're the ones we really need to look after at the moment. I just, I actually think it was a rubbish weekend. I know that sounds really harsh, but I just think from an entertainment <laughs> spectacle, I just thought it was a bit of a rubbish weekend. It was just a bit too. I think it was too much the other way, yep. too over the top. I agree in that regard. I, I love the minimal tire sets. Um, yeah. On the first SMP, but because um, you yeah. still sacrifice the race, if you burn off your ears, going hell for leather at some point, at some point you're going to get yep. a shagged set of tires, and you're not going to be as quick. But yeah. you're not going to have that light on. You're not going to be, as you said, when that light's on, Anton, you just what do you? You do? don't want to lose. You roll all your that eyes time. and you move out of the way. You don't want to lose all that racing. time, so you just move across basically and let them pass to yeah. to to not dump as as like dump as little a time mm. as you can in in the actual race distance. But Anton, what about Darwin? Moving on to Darwin, I want to ask you a um, first of all, I don't know, and I don't know if it's um, if it's actually been announced or anything with regard to tie rules up there. Is gonna, is there going to be a minimal tie rule up in Darwin? Uh, because I know you guys uh, are always strong up there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I haven't heard any news in terms of what they are doing. I mean, it makes sense if they're probably looking at you know S and P one versus S and P two and try and work out all that and then decide because I think definitely they're probably going to agree that doing something with the tyres did make the racing a bit more entertaining. So I would assume they're going to be doing something similar in a way. Um, how they do it, I've got no idea, but I imagine there will be some cap um, there. It's probably not going to be as bad because because it's a newer surface, sort of a smoother track, your deck's nowhere near the same. So probably, you know, not as critical as S&P, because S&P's our highest deck track we got. So the difference is always going to be massive there. So they're probably looking at that too and trying to work out all that. And I reckon we'll probably find out the week of and go racing from there. And how good is two or three weeks in Darwin midwinter going to be for you boys and girls? <laughs> I mean, you cannot have been heartbroken when they said, oh, we're going to do double headers at Darwin. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, obviously, um, it, it was hard for everyone to sort of flee Victoria with the, you know, leaving their families behind and stuff. But uh, for me, just as sort of a young single bloke, I just pack my bag like normal, go on the road racing cars for unlimited time it's all sort of a dream come true for me so it's no big deal so just traveling around with the crew having a good time but um yeah it does get pretty hard for the guys and families you know they're facetiming their kids and stuff every night and sort of feel bad for them but at the same time they deep down they love uh racing on the road too so we're all pretty good race hard races at, at our team and uh everyone's loving it i mean we'll see we'll see how how it's all going in a few weeks but um 
Darwin up north, all that stuff is uh, is good. We can work on our tans and uh, have to have to get some shorts out. It's good. And there it is, ladies. Single, a, a young single bloke, single and ready race to car driver coming up to Darwin. Single, ready to mingle. Anton De Pasquale, the uh, Tinder will be well, running week. as hot as the Darwin sun. <laughs> you're up there, I reckon. No, no, we're with all the with all the Corona stuff and stuff. We're you know we're keeping to ourselves, so. None of that stuff, you know. We're going to, <laughs> going to keep in the self-isolation, social distancing, all the all the normal rules that everyone abides by. Absolutely. Because when I think of people that follow the rules to a T, it's the people at Penrite Racing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but nonetheless, hey, Anton, we always, we always love getting you back on the driver's seat, mate. And as Steve mentioned, it's Darwin is a track that you absolutely go crazy at uh you've been in the top 10 shootout uh in both times you've been up there i know it's a top 15 shootout but we know that we're going to see you up the front uh this time around here at uh the darwin doubleheader but uh thanks again for joining us from the driver's seat mate and uh we'll catch up soon and go well in darwin awesome fellas thanks for having me cheers want to witness the world's biggest football game head to iCanWin.com.au, predict australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the fifa world cup qatar 2022 semi-finals all thanks to mcdonald's maccas together and loving it tnc's apply